Welcome to Drupal Easy Podcast 197. My name is Mike Anello. We've taken a few weeks off, but um, we're back. I don't really have a... Well, I actually do have some pretty good excuses for taking a few weeks off. Probably the, the, the biggest one is Hurricane Irma, which smacked us pretty hard down here in Florida. So we're just kind of getting things back ramped up and hopefully we'll be getting, at the very least, bi-weekly podcasts out moving forward from this point. Um, but anyway, today's podcast, we're going to be having Amy June Heinlein on to talk about Bad Camp. Uh, Amy June goes by Volkswagen Chick on Drupal.org. Um, she's also, she has one of those really cool jobs in the Drupal community that everybody wonders how you get one of those jobs, um, where she's the community lead for Hook42. So I think I'm definitely going to be asking Amy June about that and what she does um, as part of her work for Hook42, which I think once everybody hears it, you'll be a little bit jealous as well. But before we uh, introduce and start talking to Amy June, let's talk about mydropwizard.com. If you have a Drupal site, Drupal 6, 7, or 8, and you don't want to have to deal with the day-to-day or week-to-week maintenance of updating modules and updating core and doing things like that, you can work with mydropwizard.com and sign up for one of their basic maintenance plans. They start as low as 99 bucks a month. Uh, they'll keep everything update, make sure everything's online. Uh, the crazy part is they'll even host the site for you, as well as performing basic maintenance tasks. Like if you think you've got a bug in a view or you've got a little CSS fix that needs to be done, they'll take care of all, all of that for you. Um, so you definitely want to check them out, mydropwizard.com. When you sign up, you get a site audit. They will take a look at your site, make sure everything's uh, on the up and up as well as they have 24-hour response time if you have any questions or concerns. And once you start with them, you have 30 days to decide if you actually like their service. Otherwise, it's a money-back guarantee. So check them out at mydropwizard.com. So I'm going to apologize for my voice a little bit. It's a little more gravelly than usual. I've been fighting this crazy dry cough thing for the past month or so. Um, Hopefully I'm almost over it and hopefully I won't be coughing uh, today. But if you're wondering why my voice sounds a little bit funny, that is why. Um, But enough about that. Let's talk about Bad Camp. Amy June, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. So before, actually before we talk about Bad Camp, let's talk about you a little bit. Shall we? Sure. Um, So I've known you, I think, for two years now. Did you take? Right, because you went through Drupal Career Online about two years ago. Um, You're one one of our graduates. Um, After you graduated, um, you got a gig with, and I'll let you. Well, I um, went through an internship with Kalamuna, who is based out of Oakland. So I did an internship through them. And then um, a little bit after that, I shifted over to work with Hook42. And your role with Hook42 is the community lead. And what does that entail? Even though though I know and I'm a little bit jealous, tell everybody else. Well, I love my job. Um, I basically give back to the Drupal project. I have 32 hours a week where I contribute. I 
contribute in lots of different ways. Um, I do the issue queue. I do node edits. I help facilitate my team to work on issues that I might not be able to fix because I don't code. <laughs> or as I, like I rely... to say, as I like to say, you don't code yet. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I help facilitate moving through the issue queue. I ask my team what they would like to work on. Do you want to work on media? Do you want to work on accessibility? And um, sort of just sort of rally the efforts on on giving back to open source because if you use open source, open source depends on you to keep going. And it's our job security. But I contribute a lot of documentation and that sort of thing. So, but I love my job. And part of my job is event marketing, like making sure that we're going to camps and cons and everyone gets their sessions in and that I'm talking and I'm making sure that I share what I do with everybody. So it really fits me well because I like to talk too and I like to meet people. So I have a, I have a pretty good job. And you're starting to present at Drupal Camps. Yes, I presented in June at Drupal Camp LA and my presentation I only have one that I've been doing. It's actually how to contribute to the issue queue being a newbie, which is great because I get to share what I do with everybody. And so that helps facilitate the project as well. So that's really exciting. I think one of the things that I know about that you contribute back, which I think is kind of a really cool little little niche, is you actually work to update a lot of contributed module readme files. Yes, and that stems from coming on to Drupal from a non-coding, non-computer science background and trying to use a module and not knowing how to do it. Right. <laughs> no README or the README has no configuration or the paths are wrong or the links are antiquated. And so um, Hook42 had this idea of, hey, you're this new person, why don't you evaluate modules and you can add configurations to help people new to the project. And it's a good way to evaluate a project too, because if you're showing Drupal to a client, you want the client to be able to understand what, what, what's being done too. I think documentation is almost as important as code. And it's cool because as you kind of go through that process, you are becoming quite proficient in the Drupal.org issue queue patch process. Yes. Because readme files are, you know, if you want to change it, you have to submit a patch. Right, right. And I do fixes for the team, too, because Kristen Pohl evaluates a lot of modules before we use them, especially on the Drupal 8 project. So she'll mm -hmm. go through the modules and she'll find mistakes in the UI and antiquated paths and things like that. And so that gets me a little bit of coding experience. So we um, help the new modules look good too. So that's nice. All right. Very good. There's one other thing I want to ask you about, but I think I'm going to save it for later on. Uh -oh, I, th okay. I think, no, I think you know what it is already, but okay. anyway, let's talk about bad camp, um, which uh, takes place October 18th through 21st. So about three weeks from the time that we're recording this um, takes place in the Bay area in San Francisco at university of California at Berkeley. Um, bad camps. Do, it's been going on for, a good number of years. Do you know when the first bad camp was? I'm trying to think. 2007. 
So this is the 11th year, it sounds yes. like then. The 11th yeah. year of Bad Camp. I think it's probably still safe to say that this is the largest Drupal camp there is. Yes. Right. I don't think you guys like promote that, but I think it's just a known fact that right. this, there aren't any that are bigger. So how many people approximately do you guys anticipate being there? Last year, I believe we had 1,200. Right. That's phenomenal. Um, last year was my first bad camp, um, and I'm lucky enough to be going back uh, again this year, so that's I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, bad camp is it's, it's not a one-day camp. Why don't you kind of give us the, the big picture? What's the scope of bad camp? Sure. Um, of course, bad camp's around to foster and facilitate collaboration and promote the forward movement of the Drupal project. So we try to provide a well-rounded mix of summits, trainings, and sessions. And to do that, you have to have some time. So we have four days. We have two days of summits and trainings and two days of sessions. And this year, we shifted our schedule a little bit to be earlier in the week. Uh, historically, we've done bad camp Wednesday through Sunday, but we want to include and encourage more attendees in the workspace. So this year, it runs Tuesday through Saturday. And then so the first, what, two or three days include trainings? The first two days. So um, Tuesday and Wednesday, we have 12 trainings between the two days. Uh, we have... DevOps, theming, module development, configuration basics, content strategy, SEO, accessibility, um, and a few more. Uh, uh, most of them are geared toward beginning Drupal, but there are some intermediate trainings in there. So it's pretty rounded. This year, um, it's a little different than last year's. Uh, historically, we've provided free trainings, but due to our shifts in sponsorship this year and increased operational expenses and just the need to be more fiscally responsible, Bad Camp's going to be charging a very nominal fee of $25 for trainings. So in the past, hasn't it been where to reserve a seat for a training, you've had to actually provide a $25 deposit, but then at the training, you can get that refunded if you, if you want? Right. At the training, you could have a cash refund or you could um, be re refunded in swag. This year, the notice just went out, and but we've had a an influx of community helping us out. So if people can't afford the $25 training fee, they're welcome to reach out to us via the contact form on the website because we've had some generous people offer to donate extra seats in the classes. So if it really is a hardship we can accommodate. Yeah, and I think just anecdotally, I think I've heard in the past that most people don't even ask for their money back. They just take the swag, which um, you know, isn't isn't that big of a deal for for the bad camp organizers. Right. So I don't I don't think this is a, a super, you know, um, big hardship. Uh, and if it is, it sounds like you guys are receptive to uh, you know, doing whatever you can. And some of these trainings were offered at DrupalCon Baltimore for much more than $25. Right. So I feel people people are still getting a real big bang for their 25 bucks. Absolutely. So we have trainings, sessions, submissions are now closed. Yes. And sessions, how many days of sessions are, or how many different days are sessions on? I'm not sure the best way to say uh, that. 
we have two days of sessions. Um, the first two days are trainings and summits. So Friday and Saturdays are the sessions. We have over 90 unique speakers from all sorts of various Drupal backgrounds. There's a good mix of beginner and intermediate sessions, along with a couple advanced sessions. I think you may have confused me a oh. second ago. So trainings are on Wednesday and Thursday and sessions, trainings and summits are on Wednesday and Thursday and sessions are on Friday and Saturday? Yes. Okay. I think earlier you may have said Tuesday and Wednesday for trainings. Oh, sorry about that. No, that's okay. I'm actually, you, you actually made me double check my schedule because I'm, my training is scheduled for Thursday. Mm. And when you said Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm like, uh-oh, that could be a problem. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so trainings and summits, we're going to talk about summits here in a second, are Wednesday and Thursday, October 18th and 19th, and then sessions all day on Friday and Saturday, the 20th and 21st. Yes. With more sessions than you can shake a stick at. Yes, nine, well, over 90, I think there's 102, but I could be wrong with that count. Right. Um, so we've got coding and development, business and community, site building and using Drupal, design and UX, DevOps, performance, security and privacy, and I think we have one project management session. So um, I'm really excited about all the sessions. If you go through the schedule, all different kinds of people from all different kinds of companies, and there's some personal stories. There's, there's a lot of inspiration in these sessions this year. The one thing I found that was very different, and I kind of heard about it um, from other people who've attended Bad Camp in the past. Was not everything is in a single building. It's on it's it's on campus, and there's a few buildings involved. Um, and I assume that's going to be the same this year as well. Yes, but it is more centralized than it has been in the past, and that's that was one of the contributing fact factors of the venue expenses going up. Okay. Um, but we did make an effort to have it more centralized and making an effort to label the rooms and have some sandwich boards out and some signs and that sort of thing. Yeah, I was actually a little bit worried about it last. Not worried, but you know, I'm, I'm used to, have, to attending events where it's all in one building. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of like a high likelihood of bumping into a lot of people and having those hallway conversations. Um, I found that the area um, where the exhibit hall was, and there's even outside the exhibit hall, if I'm remembering correctly, there's like some couches and tables, like a little lounge area outside there. That tends to be the, the place where everybody just naturally con- congregates and has those right. hallway and conversations. A, and there's a coffee shop downstairs. And right. even outside, there's benches and trees and all sorts yeah. of nice hangout spots. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just a, it's a, it's a, just a lovely place to, you know, the weather was, you know, is normally fantastic so it was just a a nice place to have a camp um let's talk about the summits because i think summits are kind of one of those things that a lot of people hear about but don't always attend so can you tell us a little bit more about you know what summits are available and, and kind of what the deal is with those sure we have a backdrop summit uh, backdrop is the fork of the Drupal project. Mm-hmm. So there's an all-day summit on Wednesday. There's a nonprofit summit where they're going to be talking about case studies and 
tools and strategies on how nonprofits can help utilize the Drupal project, and that's on Wednesday as well. There's a DevOps Summit on Thursday. Of course, they're going to be talking about tools and integration, local development, things like that. Front End Summit is also on Thursday, and they'll be talking about performance, testing tools, processes, um, and about all the changes that happen all the time in the front end. I think on Thursday, too, there's the Higher Ed Summit where... Right schools and managers and Drupal shops get together and sort of collaborate on how uh, the colleges and the academia world can use Drupal to help, help best suit their needs. So let me ask a question about these summits. Do I have to be involved in higher ed to attend the higher ed summit, for example? No, not at all. You don't have to be a nonprofit to be part of the nonprofit. You don't have to know anything about the front end to attend. There, it's a, a forum for discussing and collaborating to help move forward. You know, um, anyone who is looking to improve their skills can move forward. It, there's a panel usually up front. There's questions and case studies presented. And it's a it's an interesting forum for for answering and asking questions. You know, it seems like if I was like a, a Drupal developer um, who wanted to get into like the Drupal nonprofit business and wanted to kind of network with people involved in building nonprofit sites, the nonprofit summit would be something I might want to attend. Yes, because you'll there will be all sorts of members of the nonprofit community attending. So um, it's the perfect place to network. Other than like maybe front end and, and DevOps, it seems like these are opportunities to kind of do a deep dive into like an industry vertical. Yes, right, exactly. And, yeah, and like the front end and DevOps summit, you can kind of argue the same thing. Um, but I could see where some people who are trying to build up their skills or build up their their Drupal network, who are you know maybe I'm a, a front end developer. You know, there are front-end full-day trainings, but then there's also the front-end summit. Right. So how do I decide which is better for me? Well, the summits are more of a collaboration and more discussion and forums versus the training where it's sitting down and, and having a structured outline and having anticipated results at the end of the training. Right. All right, so one last thing I want to... Um, well, I, want, I, have one, I have one more summit I want to mention. There's, oh, okay. the, there's the Internet Security, Privacy, and Intellectual Property Summit, oh, which wow. happens on Saturday. So that's sort of off, off the regular summit mm -hmm. schedule. And um, they'll be talking about uh, security issues and why it matters and doing lightning talks and conversations. So. All right, cool. I saw on the Badcamp website there is this cool little... Um, blog post, news item, 10 things to make your bad camp rock. Sure. Uh, I asked you earlier and you said you may not have read it, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which means you didn't write it either, but. I did not. I thought, I'm going to go through them real quick because I thought some of them were kind of fun. And if you want to comment on, on any of them, feel free. I'll kind of read two or three at a time. Uh, number one, uh, wear good, comfortable shoes. Uh, I think we spoke to that because it's not always in the 
it's not in the same building and you're probably going to have to do a fair bit of walking either. And, and the UC Berkeley campus is not flat. Right. And there's a lot of nice restaurants right off campus where a lot of people tend to go for meals and stuff. Or like for me, I'm staying at an Airbnb. Um, I'm not going to get a car because I don't, having a car there, it seems like a, a crazy idea to me. Yes, because by the time you find parking, you're almost as far away from the venue as your hotel is. So, (laughs) yeah, so bring good shoes and just plan on walking. Um, And if you're walking, you probably want to dress in layers because this is like kind of, is this Northern California? What do we call this part of California? This is Northern California. Um, yeah, you, it's foggy in the morning and 80 degrees by noon or the fog rolls in at two. And so, um, can always purchase a bad camp hoodie and then it solves all your dressing and layers needs. (laughs) But it is, it's cool in the morning. Yeah. And it can't, if the sun comes out in the afternoon, you could be quite warm. So that's the dressing layers. Um, plan your schedule. I don't think we need to talk about that. I think the past 20 minutes of conversation is indicative of how much stuff there is to do. Um, bring a laptop. I think that goes for any you know Drupal event. Um, bring a water bottle travel mug. Uh, absolutely. And this is the one thing I always forget. Um, and I always wish I had. So if you have like a collapsible, collapsible water bottle, bring that along. Um, bring chargers, obviously. Um, business cards, if you're looking to network, um, condense your stuff. (laughs) And I think this has to do with the wear good, comfortable shoes because you're going to be out all day carrying your stuff around all day and possibly afterwards to dinner. So you want to kind of travel light, um, bring a pair of headphones. This one I thought was kind of odd, um, but Again, if you need to kind of shut everything out and, and, you know, either get some work done or just listen to some music and relax, um, it's probably going to be pretty difficult unless you can find a quiet spot with some headphones. And and that's great for in the coder lounge, too, because a lot of different conversations are going to be happening in the coder lounge, and you might want to focus on a specific sprint you've assigned yourself. So, Right. And number 10. Bring a friend. It's nice to you know be hanging out with friends on on trips like this. But I do really appreciate the pro tip that is included at the bottom. If you go to bad camp with a friend, make sure you spend enough time away from your friend where you're meeting new people and kind of expanding your Drupal network. Because that is for me that is one of the number one reasons to attend a Drupal event. Okay, um, I think the only other thing I want to you know we need to bring up here is. The official party. <laughs> yes, that is on Saturday night, and it always proves to be a good time. It's at the same location as last year? Correct? It is at the Marsh, I think it's called, the Marsh Berkeley Center, which is uh, about a block, two blocks off campus. So I think we have a DJ planned. I've don't want to say his name because that might not be set up yet but the venues the venue is nice enough where there's several places to hang out there's upstairs where it's a little bit more quiet there's tables downstairs where you can get drinks and hang out there's all sorts of hallways there's outside yeah isn't there like an isn't like the top floor like a patio outside yes yes 
it does get a little cool up there, so yeah. you do need a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, wasn't there like a robot walking around? Yes, or something? that was fun. Yes, I don't know if we have plans for that or not. <laughs> was that like part of the? Uh, was that like did someone just show up dressed as a robot or? No, that was planned. We had sort of that Martian theme going on yeah. last year, so. <laughs> it was like a DJ robot or something. Right. Right. Yeah, that was wild. That was fun. All right. Very good. Anything else we need to talk about as far as bad camp? I think we've I think we've uh, shared all the info that there is to share. Right. I I think so too. All right. So uh, real quick, let me just mention one of the reasons I will be at bad camp is because I'm doing a full day session. I'm sorry, a full day training on Thursday, the 19th, October 19th, on a Drupal 8 configuration system basics. So it's 25 bucks if you're a student or um, there's some no extenuating circumstances, you know, just ask and it can be free. But yeah, come out to, uh, you know, sign up for that training and, you know, I'll teach you all about uh, best practices with the uh, Drupal 8 configuration system. Um, it's something I've taught a few times before and uh, uh, I actually really kind of enjoy teaching it and students tend to get a lot out of it. And then just a few weeks after that, I'm teaching the exact same thing. Um, I don't even know if this has been announced yet. Uh, so this might be like an exclusive announcement. Um, I'll be teaching this at Drupal Camp Atlanta at well, as well. And I believe that's going to be on Thursday, November 9th. Don't quote me on that date yet, but I know I will be teaching the exact same workshop uh, in Atlanta at Drupal Camp Atlanta, which I'm looking forward to. I've, I, I normally go to Drupal Camp Atlanta. I've missed it, I think, for just... I know I missed it last year. I don't know if I missed it for two years, but um, it'd be good to get back up to Atlanta. So uh, let's kind of wrap things up here. And Amy June, I'm going to put you through the five questions, oh, which is okay. basically just five quick questions. Uh, before I do that, I just want to mention you can follow Drupal Easy on Twitter, at Drupal Easy. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ultimike, U-L-T-I-M-I-K-E. Once everything is uh, official for Atlanta, or I, I know that I'm not giving you bad information, uh, I will absolutely tweet out the, the time and dates of, of those workshops or the Atlanta workshop via those Twitter accounts. Amy June, you are Volkswagen chick. I am Volkswagen chick, and that's spelled V O L K S W A G E N C H I C K. And I'm not going to ask you about that because I know the story behind that. So we'll have, so next time you're on the podcast, I'm going to ask you about that. Sure. But, but I'm hoping that this first question and five questions, that your answer is going to be mushroom harvesting. <laughs> no. The it's question is, question. <laughs> name something interesting you do outside of Drupal. Okay. So <laughs> I, I like to geocache. That's like my number one thing I like to do while geocaching or while I'm out and about. But while I geocache, I like to mushroom spot. I'm reluctant to say mushroom hunting because I never pick them because I have no intentions of eating a mushroom that I'm not 100% sure is edible. Right. Because, you know, some mushrooms you can only eat once. So (laughs) So I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you, like, how confident in your skills are you? Well, there's, it's funny, like, I could tell you I'm like 110% confident that's that kind of mushroom, but I'm still not going to eat it. So are there any mushrooms that you would see in the wild that you would eat? When I was a teenager, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but Did you as ever an adult, ha- Yeah. No. Okay. 
All right. <laughs> so, do you are do you like? I mean, I'm gonna guess that you like love to eat mushrooms. Yes, and I that's do. What I'm, vegeta- I'm, I'm vegetarian. Um, right. No, what led me to it was I had an uncle growing up that was a state park ranger, uh-huh. and he just always pointed them out, and that was something I just that just stuck with me throughout my lifetime. So when you're walking around hiking, I mean, you live in central Northern California, I guess it's safe. So when you're out hiking in, you know, that area, like how many different types of mushrooms might you spot? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm really good at it because I have an eye, but we go to Santa Cruz and we can find probably 30 different kinds of mushrooms in one day because... Now I know that mushrooms take on all sorts of different bodies. There's slime molds, there's shelf mushrooms, there's turkey tails. Wow, you're making them really appetizing with these names. (laughs) And, you know, there's just so many different kinds that you don't know about. Like, you look at something and you wouldn't know that was a mushroom. So what you're saying is not all mushrooms look like mushrooms? Right. With the, like, little, you know, mushroom top and little, you know, gills and that sort of thing. But yeah, The thing that Smurfs live under is what I'm picturing. Right. All right. Very good. So uh, let's move on to the the rest of these five questions. Name the last piece of software that you installed. It could be on your phone, your laptop, anything. Okay. Well, yesterday I had to download Google Hangouts, but that's not very exciting. So can I pick something else? You can absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, I do patches and stuff for my work and I wanted to set up a local Drupal environment for testing patches in core. Um, sometimes I use simple test me while online, but I wanted, I wanted to do something locally and I've historically used dev desktop and MAMP, but I downloaded the Lando project to see if it was quicker and easier. So, um, I don't think it is, but that's yes. what I downloaded last. The, the promise of Lando is that it will be at some point. Right. And of course, right. for those who don't know, it's a tool built on Docker from the guys who gave us Calibox. Yeah, it's kind of the spiritual successor of Calibox. Right, right. Next question, what is a goal that you have not accomplished but is terrifying? (laughs) Figuring out what I want to be when I grow up. (laughs) I think we all kind of have that one, don't we? Yeah, and it's hard because I'm getting up there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what is the last exotic animal that you hand-fed? Does a chicken with feathers on its feet count? Because they look pretty exotic. Is that like a fancy chicken? Yeah. Like Uh, maybe, I don't know, like maybe an American silky. But with the word American in it, it doesn't sound very exotic. Yeah, no. No. (laughs) Probably, like, I don't know. The last time I went to the zoo was years ago, and I, I fed a hippo but that's not very exotic either. Well, but, I mean, hippos are pretty dangerous. That seems like that's a pretty cool thing to feed. Right. Did you feed yes. it, like, through giant, like, through a, through bars of a cage? or? Yes, and, like, my hand was on one side of the fence and his face was on the other side of the fence. And so. what was, what did you feed it? Uh, this, like, sugar cane thing. Wow. Yeah. All right, that's pretty good. I, I homeschooled my kids when they were younger, and we'd try to find activities to do. And so I asked the San Francisco Zoo for a, you know, quote-unquote private tour, and that's what they let us do. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but we have a local zoo around here um, that has a really cool giraffe um, exhibit. And 
you go, you're basically on this deck that's elevated. And a few times a day, the zoo will sell you these biscuits to feed the giraffes. And you basically buy, you know, 10 biscuits for five bucks or something like that. And you stand on, you know, by the railing of this, of this deck and the giraffes come right up to you. And because the deck is elevated, like you're head to head with a giraffe and they know they're trained. Well, they, they've trained themselves to know that, you know, people holding biscuits, it's time to eat. And these giraffes will come over and they have these giant, like you would never think about this, or I never thought about it. They have these giant blue tongues. So they don't actually grab the biscuit with their mouth or their teeth. Their tongue basically comes out and grabs the biscuit and pulls it into their mouth. It's the it's the coolest thing because while they're feeding, you can like pet their head and they're so mellow and it's it's really especially like like you, I took my kids there. We had a, we were like members of the zoo when the kids were little, so we'd be there, you know, a couple times a month. And that was always the highlight of the trip is making sure that we, you know, get to the giraffe, you know, exhibit when they're selling the biscuits. <laughs> Maybe no one's impressed by my story. I, I no, that's story. crazy. But the, it, so it's like, isn't there a dog with a blue tongue, like a chow of some sort? Is there? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> All right. Last question. What was your tipping point Drupal moment? So in other words, at what point were you in the process of learning about Drupal or learning Drupal or working with Drupal when you said, wow, this is something that I can really get into? <laughs> I was an intern over at Kalamuna providing support, you know, updating modules and like uh, clients would submit tickets with bug fixes and that sort of thing. And I was having such a hard time. I felt like I knew absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. and I was too scared to ask my mentors questions I was afraid they'd see me as a fraud and then one day finally I like broke down and was just in tears and finally admitted to my um, mentor at Calamoon I said I don't know anything and he looks at me and he says I know that (laughs) but you also aren't asking for help and I was like oh Okay, so once I started utilizing my mentors and they provided answers, and then they also provided me the resources to find the answers myself, that's what really was like, I can do this. I can do this. And then also, like, celebrating all the little victories really, really helped. (laughs) Yeah, I hear that. So the tipping point was just being able to be like, I can find this information out on my own. Stack Overflow and Google are my friends. So... Yeah, no, yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's really important what you're saying is being able to really believe that you can teach yourself something difficult as opposed to having to rely on somebody else. Right. And I, I was just so scared to ask questions because, you know, coming from a non-coding background, I was like, oh, they're just going to see me as this, you know, loser who tried to change careers and but it was just so funny because he just looked at me and he said he knew I didn't know anything and he was okay with it. So, What you're describing is the textbook definition of imposter syndrome. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really could not be more, you know, more, you know, textbook than that. <laughs> All right. Very good. Let me wrap things up here. Um, real quick. Let me mention webenable.com and devpanel.com. 
If you're looking for a place to host your Git repository, a dev site, or even a live site, by all means, check out webenable.com and also check out devpanel.com, which is like cPanel for developers. Um, if you like this episode of the podcast, by all means, check us out on drupalizy.com slash podcast or your favorite podcast app. If you want to leave us a voicemail, um, feel free to call in the U.S. plus one, three two one three nine six two three four zero. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention our um, our friend Jim Smith, who is hiking the Appalachian Trail from south to north. Um, I believe yesterday, which would be what would that be, September twenty eighth, he entered the hundred mile wilderness in Maine which is the longest stretch of trail that doesn't cross a road or any populated area whatsoever. So Jim is definitely in the home stretch. I don't know if he'll get this podcast before he you know, finishes this 100-mile wilderness. Um, but if he does, we're all with you, Jim. Good luck. Keep on hiking. And um, yeah, Amy June, I'll just say thanks. Always Thank great you. to talk to you. Looking forward to hanging out in a, in a few weeks here in, at, uh, at Bad Camp. Yeah, we'll see everybody on the next Drupal Easy podcast. See ya! <laughs>